Hey guys, Hunter here. Wanted to ask you a quick favor. Uh, we're really trying to grow the podcast and it would really help us if you would leave us a review. So go on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to the podcast and leave us a review. It's going to help more people find out about us. So we appreciate it. Now let's get to the show. And we're back with the Coyote Fitness Podcast. Hunter here coming to you from the Madison Studios with Caleb. And today we are going to talk about the Beachbody Challenge results. We just finished the 2023 Spring Beachbody Challenge, and we've seen some tremendous, tremendous results. Uh, I think this might be the best year ever as far as uh, average results across the finishers. And so we want to talk about it and what we saw that worked and was – helpful to people and uh you know what was consistent for people uh moving forward that that led to uh such great success so this will be a a good uh episode hopefully guys can uh, take a few nuggets and apply it to uh your health and fitness journey to to help you going forward take a few nuggies with you take if a you're few nuggets if you're getting tired of the beach body challenge talk you don't know what it is quick summary this is our way to bridge the gap between um our attendance at our normal membership um uh, and nutrition coaching, which we do uh, with about 2015 or so percent of our members, 15 to 20 percent of our members have individual nutrition coaching. Um, and we want to try to find a place to bridge the gap for folks who that may not be in a place where they want to do that. But we also want to be able to reach out to and provide additional coaching beyond just the conversations that happen in the gym every day. So this is something we do twice a year. Um, and it is a six week challenge. We set it up like a challenge to help people, um, to keep up with and track the habits that we are know are associated with results. Uh, but we just assign points to it. And so typically people in the gym know how points work. They know how motivating it can be to track and keep up with points. And so we've turned our nutrition challenge into something where people can uh, get rewarded for keeping up with their points. And then we turn it into a contest for everybody in the gym between multiple gyms to be able to work towards it. And I think for us, the, the big thing that, um, you know, I know people probably do get it. It now seems a little bit monotonous because we're always, it seems like doing another challenge. And part of it is because of the results we're about to talk about. Um, it is amazing every single time we do it i always wish that i would have just been more aggressive with people and push them to uh to do this because when done correctly there are things that are just um they're the anchor habits that you're going to have with you for the rest of your life and that will lead to the reason why you walked into the gym in the first place and so pushing people to do this is something we're very unapologetic about and we talk about it a lot because of that yeah, so the whole purpose of this challenge, and <clears throat> like I always tell people at the start of this, there's been a lot of different iterations of this, and we've settled on this this iteration that we've done for the past three or four years, and the whole purpose of this was taking uh, what we thought people needed to do every single day and breaking it down into the six things we thought they needed to do every day to make progress, um, and creating a point system to where they can track and see how adherent they were to doing those things. And the six things are, uh, tracking their, uh, food and hitting their macros within 10% of what we set their macros for, um, eating 90% of their food, uh, from the, uh, provided shopping list we give. So uh, making sure that they 
are hitting a qual a high quality food for 90% of the food they take in. So that's two of them. 100 ounces of uh, water is three of them. Getting uh, eight hours of sleep is the fourth, and we just track that by making sure they're in bed for eight and a half hours to account uh, for time waking up, falling asleep, that type of thing. Um, and then they get a, uh, a point for 30 minutes of activity and a point for doing a, a class workout. And so if they come to class, basically they get two points on those day, days. They also can get a bonus point every every Sunday um, on their off day if they, uh, if they don't uh, drink alcohol. So basically we break it down into what habits do they need to do every single day and try to try to encourage them to, 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 to track those. So that's kind of the basic overview of the Beachbody Challenge. We, we've gone much more in depth on it uh, in previous episodes if, if you guys want to want to go go back and listen to those. But uh, I'm always you know blown away by some of the results people have and uh, like I said at the beginning of this episode, I think this might be the best uh, results we'd ever we've ever had uh, across the board for everybody and the averages and that type of thing. So um, I kind of want to dig into a few a few things I saw that were a little bit different about this this time around um, and why I think it it led to people being successful. So uh, let's just start off, and I'm I'm going to kind of go over the uh, the results here of uh, the people that have turned in. Now uh, we still have a few more people who haven't turned their scans in, so this might change a little bit more. But uh, for the most part, we have a pretty good sample size here of uh, 32 uh, people who started and also finished their their challenge. So the average uh, person who finished of these people uh, put on 0.54 pounds of muscle. So um, to me, that's pretty significant that they were not only to hold on to their muscle, but they were able to gain muscle while also losing uh, body fat. The average participant lost... 8.99 so almost nine uh pounds of body fat so that's not pounds of weight that's body fat pounds so the average person lost about nine pounds of body fat and put on about a half a pound of muscle and the average person lost 2.94 percent body fat percent so almost three percent body fat and that's average the total body fat pounds lost was 287.6 pounds of body fat so Almost 300 pounds of body fat was incinerated over this this uh, this six week period. Gone for forever, hopefully so, forever. Yeah, so almost three percent average is pretty pretty phenomenal. I think we're usually in the high ones to low twos. So almost three percent is definitely higher than we've ever been across the board. We also had a a lot of people do extremely extremely well. So we had one, two, three, four. Four people get lose over six percent body fat, which is phenomenal. So that's averaging one percent uh, of their body fat loss per week. And then we had one, two, three, three more lose over five percent. So that's seven people who lost over five percent body fat in six weeks. And if anybody has ever done nutrition coaching, gone on this journey to to do that in that period of time, um, it's pretty tremendous. And I was uh, just counting up before we got on, and we had uh, almost half of the people. Uh, the The total possible points is two. Uh, was it two fifty six? Is mm-hmm. that right? Two fifty six. Yeah. Over almost half of the people who turned their scores in got over two hundred points, which is over eighty percent compliant. And so that's uh, I think that's the most uh, compliant people have ever been as far as the points go. And that just shows you that that's the reason people are super successful because they're very compliant with this. So. Uh, overall, tremendous, tremendous results. We had 
uh, one, two, three, four, ten. five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten people lose over ten pounds of body fat. Uh, that's where you were going. I, I was knew. looking at that. <laughs> I was like, that's one out of every three people yeah. that did the challenge lost more than ten pounds of body fat. Yeah. Like, and and what we did this year is requiring the before and after picture. Um, that was another thing that we just kept doing this challenge and we're like, why do we not encourage people? Uh, you know, why do we not push people to take pictures? Because they're going to love that they did it. It's hard to kind of call your shot and take that before picture, but it also adds accountability because you're like, I, I don't want to have to submit a, an after picture uh, that looks the exact same. And so I think that helped. But one out of every three people, uh, we had a 12, 11, 16, 14, 13, 12, 10, 16, 14, 12, pounds of body fat lost and so that to me is just an averaging gaining muscle during doing that it's not it's ensuring that people are losing quality body fat not uh or quality weight and that's body fat and not losing muscle so not only are you you know you're taking 10 pounds off but in the process of adding a little bit of muscle during that time you're not you're gonna feel so much different and that's one thing that it's hard to describe you hear the numbers but thinking about what you would feel like every day walking around stronger every step that you take every movement that you do having more muscle and taking 10 pounds off for every second of the day to be able to feel less weight um and so i think that is uh when it comes to the actual body fat that's that was phenomenal yeah so that's really really um pleased with the results people got uh this this time on the challenge the some of the before and after pictures which we'll be sharing with people are pretty pretty eye-opening and for it to be in a six-week period it really is these people look like almost completely different people in six weeks which is which is pretty awesome um so th those are the first few things that stuck out to me was the amount of people who lost over five percent and in previous years you know five percent could have been the winning number and we have a uh, significant amount of people with over five percent but the average of three percent body fat to me is is fantastic and also the total points i was just looking at the biggest changers every single one of them um, tracked their points and got well over 200. We had a lot of people who were close to 95% compliant or over uh, this time as uh, this time around as well. So uh, we will, you know, we're going to break these down and post post some graphics on social media so you guys can kind of dig into it a little bit uh, more. I really like to, you know, to nerd out on the numbers because it really tells you a lot of information. But it's just another um, time of proving that the more compliant you are, the more likely. Uh, the more success you're going to have, period. And then the people who are w extremely compliant get way more results than the people who are somewhat compliant. So that extra 10, 15% compliance rate, so that's an extra 30 to 40 points you're going to get, it makes a, has a drastic, drastic impact on um, the total amount of progress that you make. Um, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say one thing just to note, too, that as we talk about all these things, this is the reason why, and I mentioned it earlier, this is the reason why people walk in the gym is for this. They don't walk in the gym not knowing anything about the movements that they're going to do in the gym thinking, oh, I can't wait to learn how to do all these skills. That's a part of it. But what most people recognize is that this is, you know, the skills and the things that you work on in the gym are one, one part of the end goal for you, and that's to get in the best shape of your life. And so this is such a key component, and it's what... Uh, our communities and what your friends and your neighbors and your family that this is what people are looking for and so I tell our coaches during our meetings and just to to be so proud of our members for this and to 
um, go out of your way to recognize that this is why they walked into the gym. And so um, I think it's very empowering for our members to be able to know that they can control their body weight and they can control their body. Um, and so, you know, uh, another note is just understanding none of this had to do with how hard they went in the workout. Like there was no, there was, there was n- not one aspect of this was go in the gym and wipe yourself out or go and try to accomplish this amount of running or do this amount of activity. We just set the minimum 30 minutes. You know, there's a lot of fads out there and a lot of uh, people who believe they need to be doing more exercise. They need to be doing two hours, you know, and this I think is, um, is really just helping people cut through all of the, um, confusion that's in this space and help them to see uh, that what they came into the gym for is possible in the community aspect of this doing it in a group I think is really powerful as well yeah so um the the numbers are have been were tremendous and we're really excited and and really excited to see uh how happy people are um I've been having conversations with people as they as they kind of turn in as they wrap up and to see how it went what went well you know what was the hardest part and I've been really happy to hear a lot of people say that they plan on continuing to doing this uh, and that it wasn't that too hard, really, that it wasn't something that wasn't um, that they couldn't keep going with afterwards. And that's something that we really, really want to try to do is create something that's sustainable for people. And like we talk about all the time, for a lot of these people, it is um, just a few small tweaks that they need to make um, to their day to day that can have all the difference. And so uh, a couple of different conversations I had number one uh you know it seems to always come back to alcohol with with many many people but it had to do with alcohol and um going from having a drink every night to cutting cutting that completely out and uh at the end the conversation was do you think you can continue to do this and that was the only um hesitation was the alcohol piece and I said well what do you think will be more sustainable and that was kind of the conversation we had and and, you know, we kind of came to the conclusion that when you travel, you know, don't worry about it. Go, go, you're going to a different city and want to go out to eat and have drinks, completely go for it. And then if you want to drink, have a drink on the weekend or on Friday and Saturday night, but try to cut it out during the week. And we both agreed that that could be something that could be sustainable for a really long time. And so that's one thing that I like to, to talk with people about afterwards is uh, what would hold you back from continuing to do this? And usually it's maybe making one minor tweak here or there, um, to make it sustainable for many more years and other people it's, um, this is great. It it wasn't that hard at all. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm really happy with my progress and I want to keep going because I know how much better I feel now, um, in my workouts, how much better I look, how much better more energy I have every day. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. Or, you know, it could be, I need to switch over into maintenance calories as opposed to weight loss calories. So we need to add a few extra calories or another person. It was maybe we make sure and, uh, add a little bit more protein, especially when we're traveling and make sure we take our protein with us so we can have protein on those things. Uh, uh, you know, when we're, when we're in the hotel room or whatever it is, but for everybody that, that I talked to, they all seem to think that this is something they could continue to do. And that's one of the big things about this is we don't want to create something that's just a crash white knuckle for six weeks. And then you just let yourself go when you come off of it and, um, blow back up to where you were and even worse, uh, worse off. So we really want people to number one, hold on to their muscle or even put on muscle during this period. Um, so they are changing their body composition and changing their metabolism over, over a long period of time. And number two, 
finding something that they can continue to do after this. And uh, maybe uh, for a lot of people, it can be just as simple as being, you know, continue to be strict during the week. And then on the weekends, being a little bit more lax when you go out to eat or um, having that dessert on Saturday night or having a couple of drinks on Saturday night or whatever it is. Um, but still keeping in mind how you felt um, when you were in this position and how much better you felt than you did six weeks prior. And so that's uh, that's always fun to have those discussions with people and see if they can continue going with it. I think that the, one of the reasons it's easy to keep doing this is because tracking food gets easier the longer you do it because you learn how much food to buy, you learn how much food weighs, um, and you know the typical bowl that you use. What does it look like to eat this much meat, or what does it look like to only eat this many almonds? Um, you know, so you start to be able to get into a routine around the things that you need to buy, and so they're already available. And so after six weeks, you've kind of set a new routine around making sure you've got enough protein, making sure you've got the protein supplement with you at the gym to take after your workout or whenever you typically do that. Um, and then you also build routines around exercise. Uh, you know, you realize, oh, wow, I was only exercising two or three days a week, but I increased that to four days a week and I figured out my schedule. Um, and once you get into those routines, it's it really, you just have to choose not to keep going with it for whatever reason. And so I think we see more and more that we have less people do this than we did three years ago when we first started because we have a lot more people who are able to just keep doing it. And so um, that's one of the reasons I think the sleep routine is probably one of the things that people really had to pay attention to. And if they're not careful, you could try to ease out of that routine. And so if you can keep the ball rolling and keep discipline around um, how quickly you get your chores and your things done, you know, getting the kids in bed, getting whatever things you need to be done for the next day, getting, being motivated to do those and not let those things linger late into the night allows you to get in bed sooner. Um, and so if you can keep those, I think because these things are all things that, um, are hopefully now a normal part of your routine, there's nothing else that's going to change. You didn't do anything in this challenge that we don't think that people can do for the long haul. Um, one thing that we do talk about with people is, and we're going to give people a suggestion, we we send a personalized uh, PDF that kind of explains what their results were, what we think they should do next with their calories. You know, some people lost the goal, the amount of weight loss that they wanted, and they, you know, they see body fat go down and they get to a point where now they need to increase their calories to stop losing weight because they've gotten to that goal. Um, maybe they did see their muscle not gain as much. And so now they've lost a lot of body fat and they want to start to move towards, um, building muscle. And so we give people suggestions on how to do that. Uh, but one thing that we also want to do is make sure that people are ready to set a new goal because we, when we lose direction, a sense of where we're trying, what we're trying to achieve, that's when we typically get off the path, um, in our day-to-day -day life. And so, um, we all work better with goals and that's one of the great things about the gym is it allows you to set goals that may or may not be the ultimate, but they allow you to focus on something and they carry habits with them. And so, uh, whether it's a goal in the gym or setting a goal of some sort of activity that you want to accomplish, uh, next year, or maybe it is still a number on the scale or body fat or a muscle mass number. We want to help people set a new goal because that's going to keep them focused and, um, it's going to keep people kind of uh, striving every single day to work towards something. It's really easy to come out of something like this where you're really excited about uh, the results that you got and we're ending the school year and going into summer. And then, you know, it's, well, I'm going to go to the beach for a week and I'm going to take a week off and then I'm going to get back on track. But then you get back from the beach 
after your vacation, you're trying to get caught back up at work and everything gets crazy. And, you know, the kids are, you know, you're taking the kids to summer camps or whatever it is you got going on. And then, so the next week you're just trying to get, you know, back your feet back under you. And then the weekend you're like, well, I'm just going to start back up on Monday. And then you look up and it's, it's been two weeks and you've, you lost some of the progress you made. And then, um, you know, next thing you know, you look up and it's been three more months and you never got back on that on that wagon. And so it can be really easy to kind of take your foot off the gas and, um, start coasting. And then before you know it, you start regressing a lot. And so we always want to encourage people to have a game plan coming out of something like this and moving on to the next phase. And whether it's, I'm going to continue to do this for another six weeks and I'm going to have a couple of people who are going to be accountable to, or it's, I'm going to make a couple of tweaks and, and see if I can do this for three months or for three years or whatever it is. But we always want to encourage people to, uh, find the next steps, um, to come out of this and have a plan on the other side of it, because, um, we've seen over and over again, there's so many people that can have tremendous results doing this. Um, and we want to help them continue to do it and not get to the point where next year they're right back in the same, same predicament they were. And they're, they're having to do the beach body again to get, to get back, you know, get back in action, so to speak. So, um, that's always really important to have a plan for the, for the next stage. So, um, I did want to kind of delve into a little bit what you thought, uh, were some other maybe factors of, of success that you saw, saw with some of the people who, uh, who did really well. If you noticed any, uh, any common characteristics or anything, uh, noticeable that stood out to you of, of why people were having success this time around? Um, I think, you know, honestly, I really think that, um, the level of confidence that we bring to people when they start helps them stay with it. And so what I mean by that is, um, you know, this year, unlike last year, well, maybe last year it began, but I think this year all of our coaches have become um, really, uh, I don't want to say aggressive, but we've become extremely confident in the service that we're able to offer and the encouragement, the support, that we're able to offer all along the way, the follow-up two weeks in, three weeks in. Hey, how's it going? What do we need to change? What's what's a struggle for you? And so because we're taking that accountability piece a little bit further, um, I think that is helping people um, push through those little lulls. Today I posted a little bit about it, um, but I see so often the first two weeks are really, really challenging and people decide whether or not they're going to go wholeheartedly into it or half-heartedly into it. And if people just understand that, listen, you're going to have to do this and don't worry about what the results are until at least two weeks. Um, if you can continue to encourage people to get over that hump, they see tons of, they see a lot of progress. And when they see progress, all of a sudden they just take off because it's like, oh, it's working. Now I know I can double down on this. Now I know it does make a difference if I go to sleep or not. Whereas your first weekend, your first two weekends that you do, you really don't see the evidence of it and it can be really easy to, to fall off. And so I think we're getting more, um, uh, more frequent, I guess, with our follow-ups with our members. And we're aware of who's doing the challenge. We're aware of uh, what people's goals are and we're following up with them. And that has made a huge difference, I think, for people to be able to do that two-week, two-and-a-half-week scan. Oh, I'm down four pounds of body fat. Wow, if I do this again, I could be down 12 pounds. And so I think that's one thing that I've seen, that, or at least you know, I know for us, the people we see day-to-day, that we've really tried to really tried to hone in on. Yeah, I agree with that. There's a, a much higher level of competence and confidence and knowledge when it comes to nutrition coaching with all of our coaches and also a whole nother level of accountability that has been implemented so that people are constantly, you know, getting asked about it, getting reached out to, texted about, called about, 
how are things going? You know, what, what, what's working, what's not, what tweaks do we need to make that type of thing. Um, and that also leads to a, a much higher buy-in from the, from the members. And what I've seen is a lot of, uh, members holding each other accountable, going through it together, asking each other about it, talking to the coaches about it, being excited about it and knowing that, um, they're going to do every, everything they can to try to try to win or try to have the best results they possibly can. You, you typically see sometimes a lot of times the, the most successful people are the ones who do it as a couple. So husband and wives typically, um, you know, if, if the, if they decide they're going to start cooking and eating, eating, you know, taking their lunch to work and, and not eating out as much and cutting back on the alcohol, if they decide to do that together, typically both, both spouses will have tremendous results. And for some people, you know, that, that form of accountability can come from another friend or another person in the gym or, you know, somebody they're competing against. And so there was, there seemed to be a much higher level of buy-in and accountability this time around than I've seen previous years. And I kind of had a feeling that the results were going to be really, really good just because of how often it was talked about at the gym. People were constantly talking about it, you know, updating on, I traveled this week, but I still was able to get all my points and I packed my food and that type of thing. These were the kind of conversations that were had at the gym. Um, that I saw and um, in other years past it's kind of been there's been times when people sign up and then you don't hear any, a peep out of them for six weeks and um, so that's something we're constantly trying to bring to the forefront is we, we want to make this a topic of conversation we want this to be on top of mind for people we want accountability and we want you know people to be continually you know making towards uh, making progress towards the goals that they set for themselves and they told us that they wanted to make because ultimately our jobs as coaches is to help people determine what goals they want to set and then hold them accountable and try to help them get there as best we can. And so part of that just means keep asking about it, keep checking in, that type of thing. And so uh, it's it's just cool to see, you know, all these factors really come into play and um, and and you can see it, uh, you know, black and white on the on the numbers on the spreadsheet that I keep as the the results are, are better than than we've ever had before. Eating is a group effort. And that's why so often. I think the conversations that we have encouraging people is to, and why even in the last episode, we talked about the support and not having support that helps with burnout. Um, it's the same with our nutrition. The thing that helps sustain uh, through the challenging aspects of making a change to when your brain wants sugar and your brain wants high calories and you know you don't need that for your body and for your health, um, it helps so much to have a positive support system around you. And that's what the gym offers. And that's why we protect that environment um, because we know that, that is, it's such a supportive place that can be a launch pad for uh, a lot of these changes. And so I think that the, um, you know, for people that maybe are struggling with their nutrition, thinking about that accountability piece and what it does to, one, you need something that's measurable, all right? The challenge is great because you can get on the scanner, you can see a measurement, and then you can have the exact same measurement six, six weeks later. You can do it after two weeks and make sure and check and see if it's working. Um, so you eliminate that guessing factor. You know for sure, hey, what I'm doing is working or what I'm doing is not, we need to change it. So it gives you a guarantee that what you're going to do is working, but then it also... Um, helps you surround yourself with other people who are also along that journey. And that feeling of not being alone is, is huge for, for when things get tough, because it is going to be tough. It's, you know, our body wants comfort. Our body wants um, what you look at the average American diet. There's a reason it exists because people make a lot of money selling it because that's what our, our body craves. And without that support system, you're going to fall into that. And so um, it's just another I think an amazing testimonial to 
uh, the power of a supportive community. There is uh, one other group I wanted to talk about for a second. And, um, you know, a lot of the people that had uh, tremendous results, this was a, you know, for a lot of them, this was a good time in their life where they weren't super busy. They were able to devote six weeks to it. And then there were other people who signed up for the challenge and got going. And then it was, oh, I forgot about these three weddings that I had coming up, or they had something come up at work, or they have family stuff going on, and they just weren't really able to follow through as, as well as they thought they were. And uh, those people still would scan in, and even, some of them even made a little bit of progress. And to me, I was I was having these conversations, and it, I was like, that is a win, because you were still focused on it even during a tremendously busy and hard time of your life. And if you hadn't been, you probably would have gone in the wrong direction pretty drastically. So the fact that you were able to maintain or even make a little bit of progress during this really crazy ser- ser- uh, season of your life is a win in my book because you weren't able to devote everything, you you know, all your resources and focus everything to that. And so then when you get to, to that point in your life where you can really buckle down for six weeks, um, and you can make a tremendous, tremendous progress. And so, uh, for those people, I would not say that, that, that the challenge was a failure for those people. I would say it was a big win because you did better than you would have if you hadn't been focusing on it. And you also taught yourself that you can maintain during the crazy busy times seasons of your life. And ultimately, if we can look up at the, you know, 30 years down the road, if we were, if we're just able to maintain as best we can during the really, really busy, uh, times of our life when we got, we're getting pulled in a million different directions and everything's going wrong. It seems like, and then make progress during the, 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 the seasons when we can and, and have a little bit more time and flexibility and mental energy to devote to it. Then over that long period of time, we will made have made way more progress and be a much better, much better off than if we just completely let go, let, let ourselves go for a period of time and then buckle down when we can. Um, and we're always doing the seesaw thing. So if you can at least maintain during the crazy times, to me, that's a win. And I think ultimately that's what this is all about is finding something a way to live uh, a healthy fit lifestyle for years and years and decades and decades. So I would say those to those people, that was a win as well. Um, so I would not, if, if you're in that camp, I would not beat yourself up over it all because I think you did, you did great uh, given, you know, the hand you were dealt during this period. Good job. Any, anything else you want to talk about before we wrap it up on Good the, on the beach body job, everyone? Um, no, uh, the beach body challenge doesn't work for certain people. And I think for certain people that, uh, I, I would say uh, maybe more people than are willing to admit it may take a little bit more um, commitment than than doing that. And so, um, so if that's you, reach out because what we what we're trying to say is that the things work. What we're supposed to eat, what we're supposed to do, as far as activity goes, what is known. Every everyone knows this. Every every nutrition coach that is a decent person that's not trying to sell you something. Um, some supplement or some sort of system. Uh, everyone knows what works, and these are the things that work. But why we don't adhere to it is something that only you know, and only um, it, it may take a little bit of digging and a little bit more accountability for that. Because um, why we choose to not adhere to these things that we know we we want. Um, that's a, that's a, maybe a deeper issue and it maybe takes some work. And so that's what coaches are for. That's what we, that's what we do with our clients day in and day out and providing, uh, accountability is sometimes it takes a year. Sometimes it does take going through the ups and the downs and having someone there to reassure you and also to point you in the direction and give you confidence. Um, so again, if it doesn't work for you, it may just be that the group thing is not for you and you need someone, um, to do that. So, uh, to do that with. So 
that's kind of a, a non-shameless plug for that's what nutrition coaching is. It's why people have so much success um, when they work one-on-one because you, you know, it is tough to do that um, without that added accountability factor. So um, no, just uh, amazing results. I can't wait. We're going to post all this on social media. So if you have people in your life that are, you know, they're looking for losing body fat, gaining muscle, feeling more confident, looking better, and they're looking for it in different gyms or they're looking for it in supplements or these other things. And you found this to be true and you found, um, what has worked for you, share these results with them. Um, and then try to connect us to them. We'd love to help them. Yeah. So, uh, I'll just finish by saying crazy, crazy good results. Blown away by congrats to everybody who did it. And, uh, we will be doing a, another beach body challenge in the fall. And so if you want to get on the, uh, on the train, we will be launching it in the fall. But until then, um, if you did it this time, keep doing what you're doing. And if you want uh, some help, uh, until the mean, uh, in, until then, um, or instead of reach out to a, a coach and we'd love to help you. So, uh, let's move on to the next segment outside the box. So Caleb, what you got going on outside the box? Jeez, you need a new guest for this part of the uh, uh So uh, uh, I'll I'll start by saying semifinals start this weekend, North America East. I will be watching. Um, by the time this episode come out, comes out, they, they will have come and gone. But I will be watching the North America East semifinals on YouTube, on my couch on Saturday and Sunday with my wife. Really looking forward to it. We love watching uh, the uh, the CrossFit game season. And then the following week will be the West, and we'll be in Pasadena cheering on my sister Meredith and hoping that she uh, gets one of those 10 uh, qualifying spots for the games. And so we're really looking forward to that. And I'm really, I think I already mentioned this last time, but looking forward to having an In N Out Burger in California. You did. I you I, did mention it. Well, it's worth, right. worth saying twice. It. It's worth saying twice. So we got that going on, and uh, we are rolling into summer. And, uh, you know, looking forward to maybe getting a little pool time this summer. I don't know. Man, ride out you, to the pool. You know, I'm going to be out of the pool. Get some sun. Get some vitamin D, you know, maybe read a book, you know, that type of thing. Fun, fun, fun in the sun this, this summer. What about you? I don't, um, yeah, there's just not just a ton going on. Um, I, you know, this, we talk about it a lot. Uh, I love watching golf. We got the second major of the year. The PGA is this week. And so that's going on. It started when we're airing this today. Again, it'll be, it'll have come and gone, but there's nothing I love just the way that this was a question that we had on a form, um, just a get to know you kind of form. And one of the things was, how do you like to unwind? And you guys know, cause I talk about this a lot. I listen to a lot of podcasts and, uh, but watching, watching major championship golf is, uh, is just that, that thing that I love looking forward to. It kind of pushes me through the week and I really can relax when I'm doing it. So watching the PGA, um, but no, that's it, man. Just, we're just working. Summer's a fun time. We've got the competition coming up in a month. So we're getting ready for that. I know a lot of people are signing up for it and, uh, yeah. Watching some good TV shows too. Good TV shows. I'll double down on your drops of God recommendation because we have been watching it on Apple TV and have been really enjoying it. And I've been really enjoying learning all the finer points of learning how to enjoy wine and, uh, plan on trying to implement those down the road. Um, but uh, it's it's been a really good uh, show. I think it's uh, about halfway done, so maybe five more episodes or three more. I'm not sure how many more. But uh, Apple TV, Drops of God, it is a, especially if you like wine, um, you will learn a ton about drinking wine, and it's also really entertaining as well. So. If you're drinking right now, then that may be uh, 
it may be right up your alley. Yeah, hopefully you're not driving, but um, I got to I got to recommend a okay. food recommend. All right, no all right. TV shows for me. Um, I found the greatest rice on earth, and I know a lot of people do rice. Uh, rice is one of those things that is a very easy go-to, um, but and I promise we're not sponsored by Costco yet, but. Costco is now carrying a brand called Bibigo. I think it's one of the a huge um, Asian company that is uh, that has started to make its way to. I know they host a golf tournament. Uh, they're a sponsor for a big uh, Asian tour golf tournament. But Bibigo, they have the sticky white rice, and I'm telling you, you can put your hand on this rice and it will stick to your hand. It is the best white rice you've ever had. Uh, microwavable. You don't have to cook it. To me, I'll pay double for triple even for rice that you don't have to cook and then store in the fridge because it kind of solidifies like a rock and then you got to break it apart. It's messy. So Bibigo, white sticky rice. Look it up. If you're a rice person, this will change your life. I promise. There you go. That's uh, rice. What I recommend. All right. Uh, well, that's it for this week. Hope you guys enjoyed it and we will catch you next time. silky smooth sounds.